Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Modesto. I'm Reed. And last week we took the week off. A lot happened. I moved to Brooklyn, and much like Alex McCord, I'm surviving the economy in Brooklyn. And Taylor Swift dropped Speak Now Taylor's version yesterday. And Kyle's a lesbian. Kyle did a G flip, (laughs) y'all. Kyle G flipped. I, uh, this whole, we're going to get into the Kyle drama of it all, but I was on vacation this week with my family in North Carolina in the mountains. And I introduced my family to Selling Sunset season six. Um, and it was all just sort of inspired because I wanted to sort of rewatch, um, and just see Chrishell and G Flip's lesbian romance budding because um of the kyle morgan weight of it all you know she's like having her own little lesbian thing over in bravo land which we're again gonna completely get into but um yeah probably a good time to also promote the patreon guys i know we said we told you we're gonna do two episodes a month and we are gonna we're gonna hit you hard with a couple of extra episodes early next week where we know we're a, a tad bit behind i put one up about three weeks ago about selling sunset season six so if you like selling sunset on netflix go subscribe three dollars a month and listen to that episode and then coming very very soon um mo is gonna have an episode with his boyfriend colson who's never watched housewives and is a former mormon and they are going to uh do a little like salt lake city recap and through the lens of a former mormon it's so fun because i'll give you guys just a little preview but we've been watching it and his opinions are extremely one chaotic and i've just been writing down all the questions that he's been asking so that's gonna be really fun and then we have annie and maddie friends to the shows you know them you love them they're gonna do a below deck sailing recap um the season ends on monday so they're gonna record on tuesday and we'll have that out next week zach and his roommate are gonna do a rony deep dive before the new season of rony starts we have a lot of yeah, we have a Zach's lot of doing stuff a on Roni Deck for I want to actually be a part of that episode because, yeah, you know, new Roni, we're 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 cautiously optimistic, but we know you're all probably right now really feeling nostalgic for original Roni, especially with all the news coming out of Ultimate Girls Trip Five, Roni Legacy, and then of course Luann and Sonia's show, Welcome to Crappy Lake, is coming out soon. So you're probably really hungry for some like classic Roni nostalgia, which you're gonna get with this bonus episode that Zach's gonna do. Just kind of talking about some of his favorite moments of his Roni rewatch. And then I'm also going to do one with Maddie here soon on All Stars 8 on Paramount+. Plus. Um, I think we're getting close to the finale. I think it's Is this it week. Maybe it's next today. week. Yeah, I, I I was two episodes behind. Today so or tomorrow. I'm just, I'm just catching up. But yeah, so we are coming at it hard with a lot of content. We told you we're going to have at least two bonus episodes a month. So $3.00 helps us kind of pay for all the little costs of doing this podcast project. And uh, in return, you're just going to get extra uh, shooting the shit from us. So yeah, consider subscribing. But um, I think we have quite a bit to get into today besides OC Mo. So should we get into... That's my opinion! Okay, I mean, we have to talk about this Kyle Richards news. It's... I don't know. There's so much fucking going on. So... On the was it July third? Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was July. Mm, yeah, it was July. So 3rd. July third, everyone oh, knows famously. Kyle is, Kyle's a fucking dyke. Let's just start there. <laughs> <laughs> Reed, you can't say that. Why can't you say that? I don't know. I'm a faggot. Um, I can say it. Um, you can say it. Um, okay, but for with public like celebrity news, they always announce it like the day before a holiday. Remember Erica Jane announced her divorce on election day? Oh, they're because they're trying to like they don't or it's want always the it's always on a Friday before holiday weekend. So it's like they know that it won't get a lot of press, but like with the Bravo shit, it's always gonna fucking get press. Be fucking for real. So Kyle announced on July 3rd that they were separating via the exclusive from people. Dave Quinn wrote the article. Dave Quinn famously has the book, The It's Not All Diamonds and Rose. He's super in with Bravo. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, wait, mama, something's up. Then the next day we get a a statement from Kyle and Mauricio saying that they are not separating and to respect their privacy, basically some bullshit. And then there's photos of them in Aspen and they start posting each other in Aspen. 
what what is your take on this because i have i think i have my take for sure but i we let's let's hear yours so originally so i was like completely convinced leading up to this announcement that kyle has done a g flip to the other side um you know i've said it maybe on this podcast i'm not sure but Kyle and Chriselle are like the, I think I said this in our group text, actually Kyle Richards and Chriselle, is it Staus or Strauss? Staus. They are literally like, in my opinion, kind of the same person just in the multiverse. So like, I'm going to do some superhero analogy again, that Mo is not going to understand. I'll understand it. I am watch. Okay. So like in the multiverse, there's like two there's like two different universes and in one universe it's Kyle and that's on Bravo. And in the other universe, it's Chriselle and that's on Netflix. They're both giving like main character energy, kind of everything sort of gravitates around them. Even when they try not to, like they just sort of are naturally at the center. They're the, everything orbits around them. That's the Netflix side of the multiverse. Right. And then you jump over to Bravo um, and you've got Kyle Richards who's been married to Mauricio for what 27 years there have been rumors for That's three decades there have been rumors for years of Mauricio cheating um you'll recall that that was the whole reason Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle are no longer friends because Lisa Vanderpump likes to pull the strings and produce and she's a terrible producer because she always gets caught and she put the page six magazine or whatever that talked about Mauricio cheating um, she like put that in Brandy Glan allegedly put that in Brandy Glanville's suitcase on their cast trip that season because she wanted Brandy to bring it up. Um, and that is what kicked off the falling out of Kyle. Goodbye, Kyle. Goodbye, Kyle. Um, of Kyle and Lisa. But anyways, I digress. Um, fast forward, Mauricio has his own show on Netflix now, buying Beverly Hills, very much a selling sunset competitor. And I think fame is getting to him. I do think he's probably been cheating um or something maybe they have an open relationship maybe she allowed him to step out i don't know all i know is since march it has been we've been seeing kyle in a lot of photos with this lesbian named morgan wade also very butch very g flippy uh neck tattoos all over her neck she's a country singer but she's like a country singer i am not a fan of country music y'all i looked up her latest single psychopath and I do like a quarterly playlist. You should follow it on Spotify. Um, and it, I've had it on there. It came out May 19th. I've had this song on my playlist for like three months or two months, not even realizing that that was who Kyle has been scissoring, allegedly. And um, <laughs> Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. The lawyer lady up there in the booth is telling me to say allegedly. Control man, control man. <laughs> it is such a good song, though. It is so good. And I, all week long, I was driving my dad's truck in the mountains uh, with my oh, you brother broke and boyfriend. I felt very masculine this week. And I, ha- I was just playing country. I was playing Casey Musgraves' Golden Hour, Miley Cyrus, uh, Endless Summer Vacation, and so I love that that's the gays version. Like a gays, like I love country music, but it's like for me, not, yeah, it's my, not even country. Mine's no, mine's like Carrie Underwood. <laughs> I mean, Casey Musgraves is mu- the, the Morgan Wade. The Morgan Wade song is actually oh, she's country, like, very no. country. Have you heard um, her speak? No. Oh, baby, it is like she is lost right off the trailer park. She is talking about this. She's like, oh my god, she's it's like, very. Oh it's my really. God. She doesn't match like her outside, like the tattoos and everything. The inside is very, it's like, it's really like, I like her. I actually really like her style as like, I like their aesthetic together. So sorry. I know I've been dominating. I'll let you talk. But my theory is I do think Kyle has probably stepped outside their marriage. I almost wonder if, even if not sexually, if um, she's had an emotional affair with Morgan Wade, maybe she's realized that she's also bisexual or fluid. And I wonder if the statement they put out on, uh, fourth of july that was like we're not getting a divorce or we're not splitting or whatever and then they posted photos of them as a family you know that does kind of make you wonder is it all true or not but where there's smoke there's fire and i just think it's true i think it is true and i think they're trying to do damage control um and maybe mauricio likes it maybe he likes i think it's 100 true i think okay so we have this morgan wade thing we have at the last reunion kyle went through a little tattoo tour and it's like, oh, you know, tattoos are addictive and I have addictive personality. 
shows that heart that she got, which oh, is in yeah. Morgan Morgan Wade's handwriting. And then Morgan showed up with a tattoo of a K in Kyle's handwriting. Now, I'm sorry, Miss Mama. You don't go hanging around with a woman that looks like that, get matching tattoos, and y'all ain't fucking. Please be fucking. I was going to say, they pro- that, that's, a, that's a very fast move to get tattoos. But it's a U-Haul lesbian. You know what they say. What does U-Haul. a lesbian bring on the second date? A U-Haul. And literally on the third date a tattoo artist <laughs> and then what on the fourth <laughs> a ring and a child um i mean i kind of u-hauled it i did move in with my boyfriend but it's been like a year so whatever fuck off um we oh we you're have, such a lesbian and you're not and we're not saying you get away with it no we <laughs> have been saying it about ourselves we we're not work <laughs> we're like we are u-hauling it um okay and then kyle gets sober so we thought it was for exercise at first there's rumors out there that Morgan, who is also sober, is her sponsor. It's very... And then you have Morgan's ex-girlfriend on TikTok talking about how at Morgan's show in LA at the Truman Theater, this person showed up and she's sobbing and she's like, don't look at your ex's stuff. This person, I've always been worried about this person. And they showed up to the show. Kyle and Teddy were at this show. And I want to say one thing here. If anybody was to come out as a lesbian on Beverly Hills <laughs> and not Brandy and Denise Richards... I, in my mind, in my heart, it's Teddy Mellencamp. Teddy, Teddy Mellencamp. Yeah. She my sister, the very... first thing that she texted me when this news was, Teddy and her shoulders have always screamed lesbian to me. And her she's shoulders? Living, she's living She's through. wearing her shoulder pads. I That little, uh, that, that that little, little rim hat punch? she likes to wear. Um, she, gives, um, she gives like she could be going next to the other side. I could see it. And, you know, maybe her and Tamara over on Two T's in a Pod. Well, n- now I'm not like not convinced that her and Kyle haven't explored each other's bodies after this news. What would that would be the gag if the whole time we were focused on did Denise or did she not let Brandy lick her clit? Um, <laughs> <laughs> she did, you know, uh, for lack, excuse my part in my French. Um, what if the whole time that was a distraction and Kyle and Teddy were just neck deep in each other's pussies I, not neck deep. <laughs> i hate you um i mean teddy is the one that brought it up though famously with the denise i'm not going to torture her any longer she said you two had sex like, oh my god she was deflecting she was deflecting wow uh, wow okay this honestly there's, wow, this, Bethany, this unravels wow. this unravels a lot because you know again where there's smoke there's fire so where else has there been smoke on the beverly hills cast what about the dorit Mauricio rumors. What about? I want to know what's going on with Dorit right now. So we figured out that Morgan is going to show up on next season of Beverly Hills. Okay. So they were on they were on Amazon Live, and she was like, you know, keep stay tuned. Morgan's going to be on. I'm so fucking pissed that Lisa Renna's not a part of this cast because you know Lisa Renna would be like, so Kyle and that girl. You see the tattoos? Now I'm not. I'm not saying. Anything's going on, but a lot of questions. It's a little strange to me. Kyle, why you in Nashville so much? Kyle, why your nails short? I'm just saying, Erica, don't you think it's weird? So speaking of Lisa Renna and backing up, I know that it's been a joke that's overdone by now, but we have to give the medium Alison Dubois her flowers. He will never emotionally fulfill you ever know that. Oh my gosh, here we go. I was waiting for Kyle to fly across the table. I, I don't know. Wow. Who is she talking to about this? Like, who is the person on the other side, the dead person, who has so much information about their emotional fulfillment? That one sentence pissed me off more than almost anything. He will never emotionally fulfill you, ever. Know that. Know that. Know that. No, this one. Oh, he's he will so never emotionally fulfill you, but you will stay with him, and he will take care of you. And as soon as the kids are bigger, you'll have nothing in common. What are you talking about? Have you seen my husband? I mean, hello. Please. We have to give her her vape pens, her e-cigarette pens, because she was vaping in two thousand and like seven before the girls were. Actually- Home girl was right. She was just. She played the long game. She really the did. Richards. I have been like, okay, so um, 
I went back. I know Zach did as well. I went back and rewatched Dinner Party from Hell. I ex- I showed it to my brother, his boyfriend, and my mom while we were on vacation this week. Um, they've never seen Beverly Hills. My brother is on season four of Atlanta right now, and my mom is on season seven of Vanderpump Rules. So they they kind of have their own Bravo projects right now. But I think I I've that. gotten them both interested. And my brother's boyfriend Vinny hates reality TV. He hates the fighting of housewives, but he's been exposed to Atlanta when my brother has it on TV because they live together. And even Vinny has started to kind of like come around to housewives because of like Nini and Phaedra. And so it's it's so good. Yeah. So we were, uh, and my mom thought my mom claims that she hates the fighting and the negativity, but she's on season seven of Vanderpump and is just living for it. So I think I've fully gotten them to come around. Um, And I think I've gotten them hooked on Beverly Hills as their next project, both of them. But I will say we watching the dinner party from hell and, it was just, first of all, Zach said this. I'll give Zach the credit for this. That is the one of the most classic Real Housewives episodes, scenes, whatever you want to call it, in history. Um, every single person at that table, even Adrian Maloof, was clocking in, adding some sort of element, some sort of valuable element to the situation. The only person I would say that didn't really add anything was that Dee Dee girl that Camille brought. Oh yeah, um, who they barely showed on camera. But even like toward the end of that 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 fight, it's mostly you know Camille and Allison versus Faye and Kyle. But then it goes off the rails, Mo. Remember when like Taylor Armstrong and Kim just randomly start screaming at each other? Like, yes, like I'm going to take nowhere. you back out and show you Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go blow up your lips some more? No, uh, literally, cuts to cuts to Kim Richards, and she's just like, Allison was just. <laughs> Allison was puffing away. <laughs> I mean, look, she. So, I mean, the famous line from that scene has always been, "Your husband will never emotionally fulfill you." He will know never that. emotionally fulfill you ever. Know ever. that. And she said, "Once your kids are grown, and once all they're all out of the house, mm-hmm. you will start to realize." She said, that. "Once the kids are grown, you'll have nothing in common." And what a quinky dink! Aren't isn't like her youngest Portia getting ready to leave? Mm, I don't know how, that yet. How old is two. she? She's probably like 15. Okay. Maybe. So I guess they got a few more years with the, with a kid in the house. But um, people were posting on Twitter like, um, wow, Farah is only like, how old is Farah? Farah's like 30 something. And Morgan Wade is like 36 or 7. Yeah, or that's Mor- the thing is Kyle and Morgan Wade have a 25 year age difference. Actually, I think Morgan Wade might be in her 20s. Like I'm um, not a, no, there's nothing like a young little one to come scoop you up. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Kyle doesn't look that old, and um, Kyle looks incredible. Not the lesbian kid. era is really doing it for her with the leather pants and the. Wait, Farah is her kid. Why did I? Oh my god, Farah's not Mauricio's, Mauricio's kid. kid. Okay, yeah, but Farah does call Mauricio dad. Yeah, they're basically family. I was just about to yeah. say, why were people like thinking that's gross when Farrah so Farrah is, is still Kyle's close kid, with Farrah is Kyle's her kid. dad, I believe. But um, is he dead? I don't know if he's dead. Don't quote me on that one. They've never shown him. They've never shown him. But she, they started dating when Farrah was like a kid, uh, like a baby, like baby, baby. Yeah, I don't know. So, okay. Anyways, I think this is my take on it. I think kind of what you were saying. I think Mauricio's been stepping out for years. And maybe Kyle was just blind eyeing it, agreement, whatever you want to call it. And then she was like, you know what? I met this person and this lady and I'm having some fun. And it's really like reinvigorating something in me. But I don't think that they're going to get divorced. And separation doesn't mean divorce. It means, okay, here's what I'm saying. Kyle Richards has been in this fucking game of Hollywood, of press, since she was a child. She is way too smart and calculated. We've seen that on Beverly Hills. She's a producer. She produces every fight, everything from the side. She's too smart to be seen out with this girl this much, to be getting matching tattoos. So I think they had an agreement at home. And just like the weed smoking in Amsterdam, she's very like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't smoke weed. What do you mean? It's, that's so taboo. Meanwhile, she's smoking weed and partying and doing all the things. Mm-hmm. So I think she's like, let's make a joint statement, we're going to get separated. So I can say during that time, I explored this or the new season's coming up so people won't question. I was separated from my husband when I was doing this. But in reality, he was letting me have my fun and we're open. But we don't want to say that because that's too much to say we're open in today's day and age. 
maybe in a few I, years people will be more open with saying they're in open relationships. So well, she's I think like, older people also just don't ha- aren't as open to being open. They don't right. they don't want to like it feels weird to them. Okay, I agree with that. That Mo, I think that's probably true. Um, just like the statement that Kyle Mauricio put out together. Um, in regards to the news that came out about okay, terrible grammar, Kyle. Also, I Kyle wrote this. I can read it in Kyle's voice. You mean she says in regards, it should be with regard, first of all, with regard, not in regards to the news that came out about us today. Any claims regard regarding again, okay, girl, find a new word regarding <laughs> us divorcing are untrue. However, yes, we have had a rough year. The most challenging one of our marriage. That was a very powerful line. But we both love and respect each other tremendously. There has been no wrongdoing on anyone's part. Passive sentence. Kyle, let's write an active, please. Although we are in the public eye, we ask to be able to work through our issues privately. While it may be entertaining to speculate, please do not create false stories to fit a further salacious narrative. So they obviously are trying to do damage control. But it's like, girl, you have been posting with this lesbian for three months listen i think that it's going to be an evolving story i think that we're going to see it play out on this season of beverly hills for sure lisa ren is not there so someone else is going to have to bring it out that someone else has to be garcelle because she is the one that plays the producing very very well she does it better than rena because she's not as nasty with it but she's really good at it and i think garcelle and sutton are going to have them a little sit down and Sutton's going to be like you know what i don't know about you but I think that Kyle and that girl, I don't think something's going on. And I've been I know, around I the South for a got, long time. I need my and Southern. Like to hide who they are. I need they my Southern cousin Sutton to sit her down and say, I need her to sit Morgan Wade down and say, Southern Bell to Southern Bell, tell me what's going on. Have you are ever, are y'all scissoring? Have you ever touched this are y'all woman? not? <laughs> have you ever gone underneath her undergarments and have you ever her. gone down south have y'all ever kissed not even a pick i want to know y'all ever no. <laughs> y'all never even kissed on the lips <laughs> both sets of lips i'm just saying i got a lot of guys <laughs> around pretty good me. you have a good southern accent thank you very much that was so nice um See, i'm from mississippi I, so i can turn it on and off but you don't have like, i'm impressed Thank you. I was doing my um like Adele accent at work the other day because I've been watching a lot of Ted Lasso, so I'm very much in my like low cogna era, like that whole thing. Do your Adele? You mean it's it's what it's well, you know that song, My Little Love. Yeah. Where she like t- where she's like, I've been lonely and I never feel lonely, but it's the first time since I left him that like I I love being on my own and I enjoy <laughs> being on my own, but this is all my fault and I I just I can't believe I'm doing this to him. Anyways. That was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I my best friend Colin is like the biggest Adele fan ever. He's the one that Adele yeah, we know. brought to the Grammys. Um, and yeah, he will love that. I'll send that to him. He'll love your. I love one one thing about me is I really do love Thirty. Like I know the girls didn't love Thirty as much as like Colin thinks it's Adele her album. best album. I think it's beautiful. I was in a little moment and I was playing Woman Like Me and that song the complacency is the worst trait to have are you crazy why i think does she okay did she her albums go 19 21 25 30 right 30 is her fourth Mm -hmm. okay i think i think 21 is just similar to like i don't think gaga will ever have anything better than the fame monster oh you know what I mean? Like, that's just like, even though I love Born This Way and Art Pop and Chromatica was great too, but like every artist has, like, Pop Casey, is Mus- Casey Musgraves will never ever in my mind top Golden Hour. Like every artist has that one seminal album that sort of like, they're like magnum opus. It, magnum opus. It's the thing that like they came into their own on that album. I feel like you know that- what I it's for me it's really because I'm so obviously you guys know I'm the biggest Swifty on the planet. It's I don't know what that album is for Taylor. Is it, is it red? Is it, but for the media, it might be 1989, but I think for Swifties, it's not. Yeah, but knowing y'all are delusional. Y'all are delusional. I think, you know, to me, it might be, I think that she hit a level of fame when 1989 that was insane. But I think during COVID with Folklore and Evermore, she really hit a new level of fame. Because no. she, there was a lot of fans that she took in. No, I agree. But I think for Taylor, and we wanted to talk about this, by the way, because um, Speak Now came out today or last night, whatever. Um, oh, maybe Taylor's I was version. up at midnight. 
My okay, boyfriend so, literally goes, are we going to watch Salt Lake City? And I said, shut the fuck up. We're going into this week now. Quick pivot to Taylor real quick. So I am famously not a Swifty, but I am a Taylor fan in that there's not really a song I dislike by Taylor except for me. But I think we all agree on that one. Yeah, um, even I can agree on that. And I, I, my friend Alexis and I were talking about this. We're not really Swifties, but Alexis went to the uh, Eras tour in Philly, I think. Or maybe Pittsburgh, I can't remember. And she came out of it and she was like, dude, my my inner Swifty was activated. I was enjoying that concert so much. And it, she said it made me realize tr- no one can really genuinely say they hate Taylor Swift's music. Like she knows how to make hits, whether you like her or not. When a Taylor Swift co- song comes on the radio, try to not have a good time. Try to not dance a little bit. Like, obviously, she makes great music. And she has a long, long discography of hits. And with that, great albums. I would put Taylor into like, I would put I would put Taylor's music into maybe like three, three eras, if you will. So like there's early day Taylor where she was more of a country artist that was sort of still mainstream and, and number one hits like Love Story. So I would say like Taylor Swift, Fearless and Speak Now. And I would put red in that first era, but red was when and she, I would put red in that first era too. Because red red was country, but it then it also had like I knew you were trouble that had like a little bit of dubstep production. And I feel like that was when people were like, whoa, Taylor's like stepping outside of country. This is kind of weird. That album was really not like one genre. And then the next era that I would put for Taylor was like her full, she's like, I'm done doing country. I'm done pretending I have a southern accent. I'm not even gonna pretend anymore. I'm I'm not from Nashville. I'm from I'm from Philadelphia, and she starts doing 1989, which I th- that's what I think is her magnum opus because that's when you know think about all those shake it off blank space. Um, no, 1989 is commercially and like radioy like her biggest album, and yeah. it's it's definitely like to non Swifties, it's Taylor's best work. When I pop on 1999, I'm popping my pussy, but it's like. I would say, shockingly, it's probably other than like debut. It's one of the least albums that I go back to. I don't go back to one nineteen nine ever. I feel like that's just what solidified her as like, okay, this girl is not just a. I think that tour solidified her as well as literally she's like a superstar. She's a superstar, and so I think not. I think era two for Taylor is like when she full when she pivoted to pop and, and solidified herself as one of art the greatest, and that would be nineteen eighty nine, Reputation, and Lover. And then I would then probably say era three, which is the era she's in now, was when she really got a l- experimental. And that's what I would say is folklore evermore. She started releasing the Taylor's versions, which was like a kind of a new concept. JoJo did it too. But I think now you're seeing like Paris did Stars Are Blind Paris's version. And I think people are starting to like do versions now. Um, and also everyone's doing like eras tours, like Madonna's on her celebration tour. I'm not going to say I'm a Beyonce, I'm a hive. So I'm not going to say, cause I, I do not believe Beyonce copied Taylor, but Beyonce's Renaissance tour is also kind of an eras tour situation. Cause she's doing songs from, every I think s- that they're, it's going to change the way that people tour with Taylor three hour right sets now, now where you go now. through every fucking song in your discography, um, or moments of your discography. I mean, Beyonce's out there doing like stuff from, uh, the gift and, um, like, and like, She's Black Parade, which is from the Will Smith, like uh, King Richard movie. Like she's literally giving us everything. Um, but back to Taylor. So this this third phase, yeah, I think is like folklore evermore. And then I'd I'd put Midnight's there because yes, Midnight's is like a return to pop. But I feel like Midnight's is really like a celebration of everything Taylor's ever been. It still can't be their songwriting. It's a little bit like the track looks a little bit of a mess, I think. Yeah, it's um, a little bit of everything, which is why a little I bit of everything. It's like a hodgepodge. It, yeah, I love Midnight's. Um, see, to me, top Taylor albums are Speak Now, which is why yesterday was so important to me because I'm mm-hmm. a Speak Now girl down. I've always been. Um, Reputation is really my favorite Taylor like pop album. It's probably the one that I go back to one of the most. People love is, that one. Or Swifties. Real, real Swifties, Swifties love, love Reputation. Reputation. Because I'm I'm just people, okay with it. People look at it as like, oh, she's trying to do pop and like it's this bad girl image. But if you really listen to Reputation, it's the story about being hated and then finding love. And it goes through like that whole thing of like, I was hated in the press and then I found love and call it. I mean, oh, there's so many good bops on there. And then I like to put Folklore Nevermore into one album because Taylor l- likes to forget that Evermore even existed a lot. Um, so my third is that Folklore Nevermore where I really like lyrically are is her best work 
by 100%. It's insane to me. But with Speak Now, I think that the out of all the Taylor's versions, this one is the one that sounds the most different, where she's taking a lot of ad-libs and liberties, and there's, like, production shit that's crazy. I was in my bed last night listening to Last Kiss, and I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, the way that her voice has matured, the little runs that she's doing, the way that she's, like, enunciating words now, that she's, like, closing, like, a note really fast and going on to the next one. Her breath control is wild compared to what it was. I have not listened yet. So, last thing I'll say about Taylor, um, I was never a big Taylor fan until Red in college. Is when Red, I was in college when Red came out, and I was, I was in, I had my first like love um, with a man, and I was like coming out or, or coming to terms with my sexuality, and like all too well. well and um, the one that came either almost due because like. He and I broke up and like I almost called him so many times, but I I wouldn't. And so the song almost do like really hit I hard. Almost was so good. I knew you were trouble was like me just taking out my anger on him or whatever. So that album was like so important to me. Like that Drake Take Care and Lana Del Rey Born to Die, like triple homicide for me over here. Um, but like because it was like all 2012 or 2011. It was That's just, like, Drake's magnum opus is take care. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. And no, literally all those albums came out around the same time. It was really it was bad for the emo. Or it was good for the emo kids. But I will say red is when I really started to appreciate her because in high school, I was just like, OK, I was kind of like an alt kid in high school. Like I thought I was too cool for pop. So like I listened to like a lot of like punk I mean, rock. Well, you'll love that Fall Out Boy and Hayley Williams are on. Yeah, I love them. Version. Yeah, yeah. But I and I like. I didn't even like listen to like Bieber or anything. So like I, I kind of grouped all those Bieber. like child stars together, like Taylor, Miley, Demi, Selena, Bieber, the Jonas Brothers. I, I viewed them as like tacky. So like I they because they were on the radio all the time. So it was like annoying to hear Love Story every other song. So yeah. I I didn't really appreciate Taylor until Red. And so what I've enjoyed about the Taylor's version stuff, because you know, it's controversial. People are shitting on it, like, why is she doing this? Blah blah blah. What I like about it is that it's giving me an opportunity as an adult. To go back to these albums that I never, like, I never listened to Fearless front to back. I only could tell you the radio hits. Same with Speak Now. Like, I've never listened front to back. And so I know it's bad to give Scooter my money, but I want to go list. What I did with Fearless, and I'm going to do this with with Speak Now as well. I'm going to go listen to Scooter's version first so that I can, like, I think you should listen track by track. Oh, that's a good idea. Like so start like, with mine Scooter's version, then go to Taylor's version, then go to and then go and go and go and go and see. That's a good idea. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> I, I I also love how she's sort of recreating her album covers, but like they're not totally the same. And her Speak Now recreation is so pretty. It's the stunning. Color, the, it's the, the prettiest one because I didn't the, love red. <clears throat> the con- Yeah, that was okay. But the contrast between like the dark background and then her hair and the purple dress it's really, really beautifully done. I'll, I'll give it to her. It is. So, and that's why um, she's going to be on. She's going to be on this era's tour until next year, like the late end of next year. And I believe that she wants to be on this tour and release every re-recording while she's on this tour and make sure that she ends the tour with, I'm done with the re-recordings. Let's move on to album 11, which if you want to say it's karma, it's karma because that's the last album that she had with, when she left the record label. So the whole drama is, I'm sure y'all know that the record label didn't give her the masters to her music. And they told her the only way that she can get her masters back is they'll give her to her one by one. So she records one new album. They'll give her Taylor's the debut. She records another, they give her a red yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So in between that time, when she chose to leave the label, there's an album called karma, which is a long lost album of Taylor's. Uh, there's oh, a lot of really, e- I didn't know about this. There's a lot of rock. There's EDM. It's when she was dating Calvin Harris. Um, it's where um, lightning. This is what you came for. Yeah, because a lot of that's people one don't of a, know. that's a session from Karma. A lot. Oh my God. A lot of people don't know this. Go listen to "This Is What You Came For" by Rihanna and Calvin Harris. The ooh, that part that Rihanna does, you can hear Taylor's vocals behind yeah, her. So on that, that song was written by Taylor, and was that it, song what was her prob- pen name. It was like. Um, Norse, Norse Sordisberg or something. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. Like, well, it's cause like Calvin Harris. Um, but so that's, by the way, like the Calvin lo- Harris, I hope yeah. she, and if you I hope she got dick down. Oh, dicked all the way down. Mama down. 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 That man out is one. I know it's big. I know Wait, it's I can't huge. Say I was gonna say out of every man she's dated, I think he's the hottest, but no, she's dated Tom Hiddleston and Harry Tom Styles Hiddleston. and 
Uh, yeah. I think Jake Gyllenhaal probably is the hottest man alive. So I think it's like it's a toss up between Harry and Jake Gyllenhaal for me. I think that's definitely that's it. Right. That's it for sure. But so with Karma, there's allegedly that's going to be. And if you look at all of like, there's a bunch of stuff like in the mind video, it's or the man video. Karma's up on the wall, and Karma's like a big running thing in her. And during that time, she had the short hair. She was at the Met Gala with like the short little platinum blonde like rock bob. Anyways, allegedly that's an album that's in in the table. Do you think because she has a song on Midnight's called Karma that she would not do an album called Karma? Or do you not? No, she's the queen of an Easter egg. She's like true. Yeah. And all I think about is karma, karma. So uh, allegedly karma shifted into reputation because of the press. Okay, yeah, that I see that. Well, to wrap this up, because we have other opinion things to talk about quick, I hope all my Swifty friends who think I'm a hater, because I love to give her shit. I hope when y'all listen to this, you realize that I am a, I appreciate Taylor Swift. So, you know, take my jokes with a grain of salt because clearly I'm a fan. I wouldn't talk this much in detail if I wasn't. True. Okay. Quickly to wrap up my opinion, let's talk about New Jersey. The entire cast has been asked Uh, back. uh, Oh my God. Boring. Yawning. Loser. Lazy. Um, Okay. So Maddie loves this and. I've been I telling don't. you guys since we've wrapped fucking Jersey, go back and listen to it. I've been the one out of, in all of our group chats and on this podcast saying nothing is going to happen. It's all going to stay the fucking same. The ratings, that reunion. And listen, I know I just said boring or whatever, but I'm excited because the gloves are finally off with Melissa and Teresa and they're ready. The girls are ready to fight. And I'm I'd say the only time that fans have ever really been the only time we've ever been correct on like our prediction about someone not coming back was the Lisa Renna situation. Yeah. Like, every other time that fans like speculate that someone's not coming back, it doesn't end up playing out. Like they come back, you know, like I, I think the, the rule we need to keep in mind, the rule of thumb is Bravo is pretty conservative with letting people go. Like they give, pe- they don't really let people go very lip. Like, I mean, look at Crystal Kong Minkoff. Or um, Mia, on, which I've come to love Mia on Potomac, but in the first no, season, I, I thought she was going to be a one season wonder with Mia. But I just, my point is, they really don't let people go easily. She was so good; she was like a pivotal part of that first season. I just didn't they see don't. her no, like I, did, very, I didn't see the like, longevity factor, but now I do. Yeah, even I mean, with someone like a legacy person like Melissa or Teresa, they're not letting them go. Guys, be fucking for real, like. But I, I just don't, don't I mean, like it because like, they're clearly like, not going to film and together. And it's just going to be the same shit. They have to film with each other. They're going to have to be in the same room. I think that maybe producers sat down and were like, this is part of the deal. You guys got to stay with each other. I think I'm excited for the newbies. I think I'm happy for the earned, newbies. Yes. I think Rachel definitely earned her plot spot at the reunion. Her and her husband worked. And Danielle needs to get a little more comfortable on camera. And she finally learned the game, I think, at the end of the reunion yeah, when she, she learned that she was being she got bamboozled. Back. Yeah. I she think, was boo boo fool. I think Danielle had a strong st- first half of the season. I think she st- she came in hot. I, I actually, if you go back and listen to our episodes, Danielle was the one to watch for me. Rachel was not really the one I cared for. And then it kind of flipped. And so I think Danielle came in hot and then kind of like, and then kind of, you know, burned out. So yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm happy for the newbies. I think, yeah. And I'd love to learn more about Danielle's family drama. And um, yeah, they just, they they do deserve, they deserve to come back. I think they both earned their spots. I think out of anyone, I probably would have seen Jennifer go. I think that she's kind of, or even, I mean, I know they're not going to get rid of Marge, but Jennifer and Marge, I'm kind of over them, their storyline as well as Um, I am over Teresa. What about, um, okay, so pivoting from Jersey to Roni real quick. So yeah. um, ro- uh, blah, blah, blah. Luann and Sonia are currently promoting Crappy Lake, which is coming out, I think, this Sunday. It's this Sunday. and then Yeah, Roni and then Roni season 14, the reboot, is next Sunday. So they're promoting it, and on their promotional tour, they gave some tea about Ultimate Girls Trip 5, Roni legacy so apparently so to no one's surprise sonia and ramona got the best and biggest room of course they did because ramona always makes a beeline for the yes. ma- for the we room biggest. together we're gonna room together us so we us get the best two. one um we need the best one we need the biggest one apparently kelly had the hardest time acclimating and had a very 
very reminiscent of Scary Island thing happen, which I'm excited for. But here's what I'll say. Bravo knows nostalgia's in and everyone has been trying to do callbacks to their old stuff lately. Like even Marlo on this new season of Atlanta. Remember when she like referenced herself and said today drain me. And Mm -hmm, it's like, mm -hmm. Marlo, that's one season old. Like you don't need to reference it already. You know, I think like, um, even I think Candy has referenced the bitch on worldwide from last season. It's like, yeah, it's everyone is trying to reference themselves to like, remember when I did that iconic thing and they try to like do it again. And I feel like usually when you try to recreate it, it just doesn't uh, even uh, ultimate girls trip season two at the Berkshires. I feel like Taylor Armstrong did the enough. Taylor is literally yelling at me. I'm sick of it. Like she tried to do like the enough thing that she did at the dinner party from hell. Um, yeah. But it just didn't hit the same. And so I say all that what to did say. What was her little like hand on the table and her elbow. Uh-huh. She little was bitch. To, <laughs> yeah, she was trying to do like that kind of. So I feel fucking like, bitch. I guess I just. Um, Iconic. Yeah, I just, I think, I hope that this Kelly Ben Simon like psych- not you and the ben simone it's ben i know simone. I, I know i did that one on purpose because y'all get so it's mad um not friends but jill ben simone but i just think that i hope that it's genuine and not like her trying to like have another scary island moment just to like no she's it. kooky as fuck like oh, i had yeah. a run with her like i said at work right before she left at, for the trip and i was like mm, the kooky's still there but chic as fuck uh, Reed said that no mention of Kristen Takeman in any of the interviews, which I don't care. That's my mother. I love her. At least she's like pretty. pretty. <laughs> Literally, at least she's pretty. I like pretty. At least she's pretty. Um, so I'm green. looking forward to that. And then the last thing I'll say, and then we can wrap up my opinion. I feel like people are bitching about this three-hour time block on Sunday nights. It's going to be Real Housewives of Atlanta, 8-7 Central, Roni season 14, Roni reboot, uh, 9, eight, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, and then Crappy Lake will close it out. And people are like, Bravo's an idiot for this. Okay, first of all, uh, Bravo Bravo has always had three-hour time blocks. Like, just because you didn't like Love Without Borders doesn't mean that it didn't come on after <laughs> Jersey. You know what I mean? Like, the only reason you're complaining on Twitter right now, y'all, is because, or on threads, if you've made the move. The only reason you're complaining... I'm using both. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to decide if I can post both in both places it's kind of weird because like it, it i've is. got like old colleagues and current co- co-workers and like family me- like my great aunt judy is on instagram and i feel like she's gonna come to threads and see my thirst i don't like it it's weird anyway your asshole i'm not doing i ain't doing none of that now but <laughs> i will say you know j- the only reason y'all are complaining is because it's the first time in a while that Bravo has three housewives related things back to back that you actually want to watch y'all be fucking for real. You sit down all day and eat your fucking Funyuns while watching a whole season of Beverly Hills. You can sit down or like a y'all binge a Netflix show all fucking day. You, you can, can sit, sit down like for three fucking hours. And, hours. and guess what? If you don't want to stay up for crappy Lake, it'll be on Peacock the next day. And Crappy Lake is probably going to be like six to eight episodes. By the time it's over, Atlanta will be wrapping up probably in reunion time. And Roni will be like just taking off. So like this whole three hour time block is not going to be. But like did a you first. hear that they filmed Crappy Lake for eight weeks? Do you think That's, it's going to be? Do you think it'll be? Longer I don't know. Like, I know. It might be longer. It's going to be like an ultimate girls trip style. Like just real quick. Like, I don't know. I'm Sonia said in that in that promotion, Sonia also said that she popped a liposuction stitch while having sex out there. Oh, Mother. my God. Um, Mother. Before, I just remembered one more thing before we leave my opinion. We have to talk about Miami. Larsa Pippen. Oh, uh, yeah. Is she, she's dating Michael Jordan's son. Did you not watch last season? Girl, you know that my brain is mashed potatoes. Um, goldfish memory. Gold, I, guess, I, have, I have goldfish Let's rewind back to when I'm we actually, got you, like, breaking news on a story that I told 10 I minutes really ago on the fucking podcast. Be, I think I need to be institutionalized. Like, I'm actually concerned about my... I have, like... <laughs> I, I just forget... I literally forget shit. Like, you... I Anyway. um, I guess Michael Jordan came out and said, like, he doesn't approve of it or something. And then... um, Which is just so... I just can't believe... But then she also said that she got bit. And a drink was thrown on her? Yeah, apparently it's all with Adriana, right? Of course. Who else would bite somebody? 
That woman is unhinged. Let's not, let us not forget when she slapped the absolute dog shit out of Joanna Krumpa in season two. <laughs> he wailed that hand so far back. She slapped her back to Russia. I fucking love the dynamic between Larsa and Adriana. They hate each other, but they're also kind of friends, which is the best part about the Miami cast in general. They like are all genuinely friends, even though they fight. Yeah, I, they give it and they take it and they can they it that's it's Roni, it's Roni energy. It's Roni, but back in so Miami. Fast. It's Roni it in Florida. It's but, Roni, but make it Latina. Yeah, literally. But I just <laughs> Larsa, um, the, me and my friends quote this all the time at the end of last season when Adriana like claimed her foot was broken, and then at the end of the like finale episode, like she's dancing and like clearly on her foot, and Larsa's like sitting right next to her, and she goes, "You're stand, you're on your foot," and then. Adriana leans in real close and goes, drop it. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my friends do that to each other all the time. We lean in, we go, drop it. <laughs> no, she literally, and the fact is that like the camera didn't pick it up. It was just the words at the bottom of the screen where it's drop it. Said, drop in, her, it. in her like, drop it. <laughs> Iconic. No, like, she's like, like basically oh, yeah. just like, she's like, I plead the fifth, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, if you don't shut the fuck up. Like, oh, oh my God. Well, this has been a meaty, my this opinion. Been, oh my God. Do you remember the soup back in the day? So meaty. On E. No. The soup with Joe McHale. It was like that like pop culture ra- re- recap show. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I remember they, it, but I didn't watch it. They always had at the end when he would be like, it would go, there was like this background voice that went, so meaty. Anyways, guys, without further ado, let's get into the only Housewives episode we have on this week. The Real Housewives of Orange County. When they came back to me and asked for a casting tape, I said, let me see what she's done because now I look stupid. That is so incredibly rude. I'm someone who has put my entire life on hold, as many women do, for my family. So for you to denigrate my career is not only anti-female, but just not nice. Well, yeehaw, girls, we're still in Montana. We didn't get a chance to cover last week's OC. We took the week off. It was the July 4th, the holiday, all the things. Y'all get it. Y'all was partying, too, and we were my we were life-changing, okay? I moved, like I said, to Brooklyn, and Reed is doing new things and adventures, and Zach is also doing new things and adventures, and we're all here. Yeah. We're just trying to survive the economy in Brooklyn. So, uh, but and while you, and while I'm surviving the economy in Brooklyn, you're a mean girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. I know it's a different uh, scene. It, it fit. It worked. Okay. Um, so last week we are getting into the whole IMDb debacle. IMDb. IMBD. IMBoodoo. IMBD. IMDb. They can't say it. Gina, this week being like, no one can say IMBD. So why don't we? Just stop. Why is this even a thing? And then Shannon Bedore being like, how about STFU? Shut the fuck like, how up. about STFU? How about that one? How about um, that one? <laughs> between the lines, you fucking bitch. Um, so one of my Heather, okay, moral of the story, I think Heather Dubrow is kind of being a bitch. I don't. I think we're going to disagree on this one. So Heather or Tamara and Taylor go to lunch. The IMDb comes up because Heather is declining this role for this made up movie that Taylor's in where nobody's contacted Heather about like joining. There's no script that she's, I guess she left the script at the house, but she's not been contacted by anyone, but Taylor who's not producing or directing this said film. So they go to Montana, the whole fight happens, which Tamara produced chef's kiss beautifully where Taylor and Heather kind of make up seemingly about all that. And then Tamara's like, wait, but you brought up her IMDB at the table. And then, Taylor's like, or Heather's like, no way to goddamn minute here, bitch. Y'all was talking about mod filmography. Clickety clacking over there. I thought she ate Taylor up when she was like, talking about my filmography is not only anti-woman. It is extremely rude at where I am in my life, sending my kids off to college it's and talking about my career. Okay. Also, we are at a new age because Heather, I know you're not like you're new to OC, Reed. Heather would have never even swore like before. Like the fact that she was like, so yeah, she was like, so fuck you. And even like later on in the episode, her swearing, I'm like, oh, we are in the Renaissance of Miss Heather Dubrow. And I think that 
Taylor and Tamara are obviously trying to make a storyline happen. Tamara's producing it. Tamara's using Taylor as her puppet, but Taylor's too smart because she's been in this Housewives game before. So she knows that she's being used. And she's like, no, ma'am, I might be new to OC, but I'm not new to the game. So don't try me. And Heather, I think, is kind of like the last night's episode where she was like, you know, with Shannon and Tamara getting back together, am I the odd man out? So she's trying to figure out exactly where she lies. And then she's like, Gina might be her biggest ally, but she immediately throws Gina under the bus this episode to try to get back in with the Tamara and the uh, Shannon. So I think it's just like the dynamics are moving. And I'm this season, guys, I'm obsessed. Yeah, it's really, really good. It makes me want to go back and do a full binge. But obviously, I have a long way before I'm going to get there. Um, I will say... I don't blame. Okay, it, yes, it was shady of Taylor and Tamra on camera. No, they knew what they were doing. Looking up her yeah. IMDb and like making little comments like, "Oh, one episode. Oh, one episode. Oh, canceled." But I'm also gonna go out on a limb here and say, you know, I, I think it's funny when people are like, "I'm an accomplished actress," and then you look at their resume and it's like literally one episode at a time or like a canceled show. It got canceled. Like you. Okay, an accomplished actress is like Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. You're not, like, Heather Dubrow is not an accomplished actress. No, you know I who, think you know it's. Who else is not an accomplished actress? Nene Leakes. Um, Kenya, Kenya Moore. Um, Gretchen Rossi. I'm going to go. Um, I guess Lisa Rinna is because she was no, on Lisa, for so yeah, long. Lisa, and like Eileen Davidson has an Emmy. But like Heather Dubrow, you're not an accomplished actress. You literally, you've made guest appearances on episodes is what it sounds like to me. So I don't really, I guess I don't really see why she's obviously insecure about it. Cause she just got so angry that they like even like called attention to it. But it's like, well, I think it's two thing things to call can attention be true. To. She could not be an accomplished actress who's been in a lot of shows and they might've been canceled pilots, whatever. But it was around that time in the nineties where you shot a shit ton of network pilots, which doesn't really happen that much anymore. Like, oh, that's fair. things are things are kind of just picked up by script and like a season comes out on Netflix and if it's not good, it's canceled or if people don't watch it enough, it's canceled. And then people are like, why is it canceled? But back in the day, it was more pilot season where you shot a pilot, you shot two episodes, people got recast in pilots. It was more of that culture because network TV was more of a thing. So I think that two things can be true. She's not this accomplished actress that she says she is, but it can also be shitty that two people were talking shit about her career at lunch when she was like, what the fuck? I just didn't want to do this movie because it's bizarre that you would ask me to do this movie when nobody else has called me about it or no one's even mentioned that there's a movie happening other than you, which I haven't even seen the fucking movie. You gave me a random script. So I think both those things can be true. And I think that we're going to find out, especially at the reunion, because Heather's smart in her confessional when she was like, I have no choice, but, and she said the words at this time to believe Tamara. She knows yeah. later on it, the truth's going to come out. So She's she was like, see- I, they're, yeah, they're not showing me footage. So at she this time, I have to believe her. She's like, be honest with me. Did did you were you mean about my I am BD or whatever they kept messing up saying and Tamara it like cuts to Tamara being shady as fuck and then it cuts back and she goes no yeah <laughs> like straight up lying what also kind of makes me sad is we know that these two are gonna there's a ma- major friendship breakup happening with Heather and Tamara They're, it's kind of gonna be the main fight of the season and they were so close like they never really went against each other they always kind of had each other's back. And they were always, they weren't as close as like Vicky and Tamara or Shannon and Tamara, but they always had this little alliance where they never went, they never crossed each other. And I think it's interesting that they're both back in New Age Housewives and Tamara is back with a vengeance. Nobody is safe. Nobody's her friend. Tamara chose to fuck in. She is, as K. Michelle said, she is shaking the table. Um, she chose to repair that relationship with Shannon because she knows that that's an actual lifelong friend who's not just a TV friend. And she was that like, was I'm a re- sweet scene too. It was because they were really, like they said, they were sisters. They were really best friends. I think yeah. that they're even, like Vicky has been her long line TV friend for so long, but I think they were closer than her and Vicky because they had more of like an off-camera relationship. They did. And I liked how Shannon sat her down. They both sat down and Shannon was like, you know, I've been kind of upset with you but and i loved how because Tamara's usually very like on the on the defense and like cuts you off and and like yeah. what do you and like and Tamara sat there quiet and listened which tells me she genuinely wants to hear shannon out and make things better and shannon was like but despite all the bad that's happened recently i can count so many more good memories with you and it cuts to a montage of them like parasailing and all these things and it's just like 
that's so true. I think for, I think we've all had friendships that were, that are so close that you do like a sibling, you fight Mm -hmm. and you do like develop, you know, sometimes I think you develop resentment for friends, your closest friends because of things that happen. But it's like, at the end of the day, you can count so many more good memories than you can bad. Don't let those bad memories define this relationship. They're, they're not the norm. They're the exception. And that was just such a beautiful scene. I, I could genuinely tell that they both want to move forward. And we know they're friends now. So it was, I think like with like Tamara, she's, she knows she's back. She knows this is like her chance to make a season. It's flop. So she's going really hard. And I think that she needed to repair that friendship because she really wanted to, but also she was like, I know I got to have at least one ally on my back while we kind of burn this bitch to the ground. Speaking of burning this bitch to the ground, she, oh, Jennifer, 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 my dear, you are a liar. You were born a liar. You will die a liar. You are. We need to defend Jennifer. We we need to (laughs) to defund Jennifer because she is a liar. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think she. I love her too, but it's just she didn't realize what she was getting into. And so Tamara threw her under the bus and said that Ryan actually did cheat on her. And Ryan came into the gym. So she told Heather and Shannon that Ryan came into the gym and the first time he saw Tamara said, I'm going to fuck her. And they said, no, she's literally owns this gym and is married to Eddie, who also owns this gym. And he said, I don't care. I'm going to fuck her. Give me two months. And then two months he started dating Jennifer. So this is news to Heather and to Shannon. Heather was like, oh, oh my, oh my. And then so later on, we get the camping trip and they kind of bring it up, but not fully bring it up to where Tamara's like, I know things. He sent this girl a dick pic on Snapchat. And she's like, no, I was I was there. Well, I was I was there when he sent it. And she's like, do you know what the dick pic said? And it said, hi, my limp dick misses you. And she's like, yeah, I, I knew it said that. And watching Heather's face while Jennifer's just lying through the skin of her teeth is just so fucking funny. One and bizarre. Like, girl, you're in danger. <laughs> you're in. Yeah. They're like, uh, mama, you're in danger. And we know that the Jennifer plus Tamara feud just gets deeper and deeper because those two it's I love when a housewife brings on a friend and they lose that friendship in the first season. I think it's just iconic. I feel like even though she's clearly lying and just, okay, you, you and Zach love to talk about all the time about how you love a housewife that knows how to play the game. And I think, you know, yes, she might be messy and, and very clearly lying with this whole situation, but is that not the game that we want her to play? Like it's, no, it's, she's it's not. really the game is playing her. Well, that's fine. It's creating a lot of entertainment. But I mean, I think it's, to, I agree that with that. It's entertaining. She's giving watch. the other she's giving the other housewives a mouse. Yes, for sure. That, that we that maybe they'll need to let the mouse go at some point. But right now, don't let the mouse go. No, the mouse is it, it needs to Stick be it. trapped at this point. Stick <laughs> it. And I think it's going to be really interesting when between the, the jaws of Tamara. Between the jaws of literally the life force of Tamara Judge. I think it's going to be really interesting when it flips. And it might not happen this season. It might happen at the reunion. It might happen next season. But when Jennifer starts to play the game. And the game is... You think she's going to make it that long? You you have to have your allies. And you have to... It's a a, a telephone game. Housewives is a telephone game. Well, she said this and she said that. And she heard that and she heard that. And then different renditions of what you heard at that time. And we had kind of a version of that in this episode with... Gina going to Heather and being like, well, Tamron's the one that actually said that you had nothing done since the 1900. <laughs> and it's like, Heather, instead of listening to that, went right back to Tamron and was like, well, listen, Gina's the one saying that you're actually spreading it, which is a telephone game, and that's the game they're playing. And they're all seasoned vets in this game, so they know better than to, you know, if you're going to say something, it's going to get brought to you. And Gina was so offended. Like, well, fuck you, Heather. Bitch, I just gave through you a bone. Are you even from New York? Like, what and my one of my favorite gina lines of i'm not there's not many there's not many as um karen said about robin dixon robin ain't got many moments okay <laughs> robin's back robin's back, back. <laughs> robin's oh she made it back um she ain't got many moments Miss Gina. but when gina was like why are we acting like tamra's like not known for this type of thing she's actually like only known for this type of thing. <laughs> only like, known for this she's kind actually of like She's exclusively known for doing this to people, which is true. Like Tamara's known for exclusively backstabbing people. I um I just think Tamara is making this so good. I think with uh, what Bravo needs to do, continue doing is 
<clears throat> bringing back OGs because it's time. Some of these franchises are 15 plus years old. We are craving a back. We're we're in our back to basics era, y'all. Yeah. Um, stop throwing a bunch Ain't of new no other man at the wall and hoping that they stick. Give us what got what made these seasons great in the first place. So on OC, we've got Tamra, we've got Shannon, Heather full time. We're getting Vicky back, and they've given us a little Beverly Hills nostalgia crossover with Taylor. And then in Atlanta, Nene, we forgot to mention this in my opinion. Nene said this week that she would come back for the fans. This is the thing, y'all. Everyone on Twitter, every time I do an Ultimate Girls Trip Dreamcast or anything where I include Nene, I get a million haters in my replies being like, let it go. Nene's never coming back. You faggots need to let it go. I hope you all feel fucking stupid. Because here's the thing. Even when a housewife says they'll never come back, even when they have a lawsuit out against Andy Bethany and Bravo, said it. When the money's right, the money's right. count them out. Because guess what? A housewife will always come back for the right check. I still okay. got to get this watch. And I, that's the thing that Nene is bling, about to bling, do. You bitches bling, bling, you bitches. Bling, bling, bitches is mad. I still need to get this watch. Bling, bling, bling. Bitches is mad. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, Kim Zolziak now going through divorce. I think they're going to bring Kim back to Atlanta. I think Nene's going to come back. Have you seen those photos that I sent I in the group Portia's chat? I think going to come back. I think Portia's they're going to kick Sanya and Drew to the curb where they belong. And I think they're going to put Marlo back at friend of hope to God, pray to God. And then we're going to have I don't the understand. No, we're not, we're not doing that. Miss Marlo's carrying the season on her back. Okay. Marlo's carrying the season on her back because there is no, there are no heavy hitters. Candy has checked out. Kenya's checked out. So anyways, I know we're on our OC segment, but we didn't have an Atlanta episode to cover this week. And I just had to say, I think in general, Bravo is on to something with regard to OGs and nostalgia. Do that. No, they always are. They need. And I think with this, Taylor being an OG and being from Beverly Hills and still knowing the game, as we keep calling it, was there's a moment in this episode where she's trying to take the knife and take it off of, um, take the belt off of Shannon so she can pee. But while she's doing that, she's simultaneously still moving the storyline along and being like, well, you know, affairs and husbands and cheatings and all these things. Back to the Jennifer and the husband and the cheating thing or the boyfriend and the cheating thing. Also, that when it was pure camp, when there's two scenes, the first scene is, Tamara telling them about the stepping out of the relationships that Ryan has had and then her picking up the phone and Ryan being in the dark and her being like, I can't see you. I can only see your white shirt. Like, what's what's going on in there? And he's like, no, the, the lights are not coming on. Girl, run for the hills. That man's a cheater. He be cheating. He be, he cheating. be cheating for sure. Um, I'm just really enjoying OC, you guys. I... I really am just having a good time. This is like you and Zach and then Maddie and everybody else has said, this is classic housewives. And it doesn't I said this have in our to group be chat complicated. It doesn't have to be low either. I said, you know, there's no Marlo. There's no, your mom doesn't love you. Your mom left you at the door at the bus stop, like Roxy Andrews. There's no low base bullshit. It's very petty. We're fighting about IMDB. And if this woman cheated on her husband or not, like there's, it doesn't go to the gutter. You know, yeah, it doesn't have to be dark. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be dinner party from hell. Although I do love a good dinner party from hell. Um, So, yeah, I'm just very I'm overall very pleased. I'm very pleased. This moment had a lot of funny episodes Um, before we wrap it. I think that the women making the meat while the women were fighting and just being like, should we start eating? Like, should we? I mean, I don't know. I'm hungry like that. And then just cut to them like going balls to the wall at each other. Um, I, I love, I really, really love this season of OC. It feels like a renaissance, as Zach has said. Like, it is a return to form. I'm obsessed with it. I hope that Atlanta can get there next season. I don't know if it's going to happen this season. It's Before we wrap, I do want to say... It is not happening this season. It's going to happen when the last of, Portia and Kim come back. And I'm telling you right now, it, those three need to be cast next season. I'm serious. Well, we have Kim next episode of Atlanta. So Atlanta took a break this week, which is why we're not covering it. We have Kim next episode. Last episode was a snooze. I do want to say last episode, Marlo made me howl when she was on the way to the date and <laughs> called Drew and she 
hung up on her mid combo and just went off. She was like, "Bitch, you big body, you shaped like motherfucking SpongeBob, calling my phone, fake as fuck." Like you called her. I, okay, I loved. You know, we maybe should have covered Atlanta in this episode because there was an episode last week and we didn't have an we didn't do a, a podcast episode. But I was watching it. I was catching up. I'm, I'm a little, I was a little behind. I was catching up this week while I was on vacation. And Marlo is on this date with this man. And he ha- and he's like, yeah, I've been locked up before. And she goes, oh, my God, we're perfect for each other. Me too. Like my brother, my brother, my brother's only on season four of Atlanta, you guys. So he he hasn't seen. He was like, wow, Sheree looks so different. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, she, different human. She looks good. I, he's like, has Sheree been here the whole time? I was like, no, she went away. Like, this is like the Sheree Assange. Like, we're in the the Renaissance. We're in the. <laughs> and but to take like, a man. He's sitting there. He like he hasn't met Marlo yet. And so he's sitting there like. Um, just like watching Marlo on this day, be like, oh, we're perfect for each other. We've both been locked up. I was cracking up, like cracking up or that meant Marlo. like how the meter kept going up where she was like wetter and wetter. And she was like, <laughs> oh, he is fine. I, I loved it. Guys, she I love the man. She needs a man. I love Marlo. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. You know where to find us about Bravo TikTok. Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. We're threading, we're on Mama. Threads, girls. We're on Threads. Bitch. We're on Threads. Come to the Threads. We're we're gonna unravel shit. If you can't thread, thread, what the hell can you do, bitch? We're yeah, threaded. We're, I would. Uh, Bravo it. was like. Bravo was like. Uh, do your best Threads Housewives tagline, and mine was a riff off Kristen Teekman. I may not be the sharpest tool in Threads, but I'm pretty. I love that. Also, uh, we posted the my th- what was it? My Threads might not be. If threads, threads aren't your taste, acquire a taste. Acquire some taste. Yeah. yeah. I would one of the best housewives taglines. Uh, Anyways, guys, replug the Patreon at the top of the episode. It's gonna be linked below. We're gonna have about three episodes coming out in the next week, week and a half. Like, just be prepared. We're gonna hit you hard and then we're gonna continue to keep going from there. It's about three dollars a month. Just just fucking pay it. It's cheaper than your coffee. That's not a good that is not a good way to ask people to subscribe to a Patreon Mo. Don't don't ever give us your money. I will show whole marketing one on one. You do not say just fucking do it, you guys. Um, listen. Honestly, though, but all just I'll say is I'll say this. Consider it, and as we put more content on there, I think it'll become more of a va- a good value problem. And we're gonna do a little preview of a Patreon episode on the main podcast. We'll give you like ten minutes of it or something, and then yeah. that way you can be like, oh, maybe I should okay. do this. Maybe I shouldn't. All right, we yeah. love you guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Yeah.